Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. But thank you so much, Dennis, for being here. Um, appreciate your time. Uh, again, so what really caught my attention was on LinkedIn, you were giving these 10, 10 tips that you wish you gave your younger self or advice for your younger self, which there were a few that really touched base with me. And I kind of just want to jump into it. Um, since you're a coach and you work with businesses, well, maybe we should even just start there. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Like oh, what? Sure. That just a brief point, and then we'll jump into some of these tips that you wrote down a couple of weeks ago. Sure, Dennis Riley from Goals to Results. I'm a business strategist coach that I work with small business owners in the service industry, and I pretty much help them in the trenches. <laughs> um. And then, so in the trenches, how how minuscule do you get? How into the trenches with everything? Oh, I go pretty much in the trenches. Pretty much um, data, strategy, systems, and time management. Those are the ones that pretty much I'm always in because yeah. those are the ones that pretty get scattered so many times. And then, so when you're writing this series, what gave you the motivation or the inspiration to kind of come up with these these 10 things? Well, I uh, started my first business in 1994, uh, a software development business, and I, I went on for 20 years doing that. And about uh, 14 years into it, I was working with small business owners, and I just kept with their software, and I kept talking about their business. And I, it was just amazing. I just wanted to do that as well. So for six years, I ran two businesses at once. I did a software business and a consulting business. And then I just kept doing the uh, strategy because I loved it so much. Awesome. And so as I was going through some iterations, especially the first time around when I started my business from scratch, mm -hmm. um, never knew what to do with small business before. You know, you just say, hey, I have a skill. It's really valuable. Let's go. And hey, what's this thing about running a business? <laughs> and, uh, and so usually what happens is you fall flat in your face so many times. And you learn and learn and learn and you learn from others. And as soon as you realize that you can't do it alone, you get to the next level very, very quickly. And so I was a stubborn uh, person, shall we say, and it took me a long while to learn that. And, and I realized, you know what, I would love to tell my younger self that I'm sure there's a lot of people who did that as well. So that's why I say, you know, my LinkedIn, I'm just going to throw it out there because it's so important because people say, well, what did you do? And I say, oh, I did this, I did this. And they're like, oh, I wish I knew that. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to tell people. <laughs> well, that was even one of your tips was, I have it up over here. You can't do it alone. No, you can't. And, <laughs> and the thing is, you always think, okay, I'm the business owner. I just started this. I, I've been running this business. I'm the guy who uh, the buck stops here, or I'm the gal who stop, buck stops here. I should know all decisions. I should make all decisions especially as I grew the team, I grew it up to 10 people. And at one point at the beginning, I was still involved in every single decision, yeah. every single meeting. It's like, what are you crazy? <clears throat> and as you realize that you're like, okay, because then my plate kept getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And I was having trouble keeping up. And I realized that I wasn't delegating. I wasn't giving the power to the people who I hired in the first place, mm -hmm. because if you hired them for a reason, make them shine. And the yeah. only way for them to shine is to have them also fall flat in their face by making decisions. Cause that's how you learn. And that's how you grow. If you just keep uh, coddling your employees all the time, they're not growing and your business will grow as they grow. And when you learn that, that's a huge, huge thing to learn. And then you realize I can't do it alone. I mean, that's such a difficult thing, especially when you're building it from scratch, like from the ground up. It's hard because to at do the beginning because no one's ever going to, I think Gary V talks about it all the time. He's says like, no one's going to give the exact same amount of energy as you are. So you kind of have to get over that and just 
choose the right people that are going to push it forward, but are going to give it their all for it not being theirs completely. And there's two things there. One is you don't hire a lot of people at the beginning. You may do that. You think I'm going to hire people who are just like me. No, Hmm. no, 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 no. You have a zone of genius. You have a skill set. Everyone has a skill set, but no one has all the skill sets. So you want to hire people that complement you. And so that your business can now be bigger and bigger than your skill set. And mm-hmm. that's where the growth happens. And that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Are you familiar with the five voices of, of, of leadership? Yes. Yeah. I just went through a training last week about this after we originally spoke. And what I was going through there, I was like, I knew people on my team. I was like, I'm pretty sure this person's this and that. But when I got back, I had them all take it. And just as I thought, there were some surprising people on there that I was kind of surprised about. But overall, I was like, I definitely need like those guardians, those nurturers. Like, luckily, technically, we're nemesis, you know, like because we're on the conflict other ends. But if I'm I'm a connector, so if I'm that person that's managing a million relationships and connecting people in this whole whatever, like I have that ability where I'm thinking. I'm just going to get to the location and I'll figure it out on the way. I'm going to need that person. I can plan out someone like you, maybe. I don't know if you consider yourself a guardian in nature, but someone who can sit me down, help me plan those plots, you know? It is amazing. Like, again, you can't do it yourself. And no. once you realize that, it really, I'm serious. It, it really, like I said, tips to my younger self. I wish I knew this back then because... You're thinking, okay, I'm the business owner. I got to do all the hats. It's like, wear the hats that only you can wear. Mm. And if you wear just those hats, you hire the other people to do the other hats. I'm writing that down. I'm going to use that as a quote. <laughs> wear the hats that only you can wear. <laughs> exactly. You cannot fit. It's funny, as a business owner, you fit all the hats and you really want to make sure that every hat fits you. It's like, Okay, as you when you first start out and you're the only one, you have no choice but to wear mm-hmm. all the hats. But then you realize there's some hats that, ow, they hurt when I wear them. And there's other hats that they just fall flat. You don't even see where you're going because the hat's below your eyes. Yeah. And it's like, find the ones that you fit. And it's like, oh my goodness, I need to stay in this hat. And then as you grow and as the revenue grows, you bring in the people that the hats are too tight for you, yeah. but they fit like a glove with someone else. And that's another thing I wish I told. Uh, make sure when you hire people, make sure you hire them for their zone of genius. Because find that. If you can find their zone of genius, again, your business goes up another level because it's not work. When you're working in your zone of genius, how many times do you work in your zone of genius and at the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, it's five o'clock already? You know, where'd the time go? You know, yeah. where the other ones, it's like, you know, there's two, there's two definitions of that. One, if you say, oh my goodness, I still have so much to do. It's five o'clock. That's one. But another one is you're so deep into what you do that you have no clue what the time is. When, when it comes to hiring people, like, obviously we want people that have those different facets of, but should their personality match? Like, that's like another piece of the onion like when you're peeling back like where does relate personality come into this like someone that you can hang out with or do you think they should just business is business or how where do you lay on that because we're in the process of hiring people and that's where I'm thinking am I going with someone that has that zone of genius that complements my work personality or like you know that moving things forward that I necessarily can't do as well as well as this other person but should I get a, yes, get along with them. We can, you know, be civil, but taking that extra step where it's not even just civil, but, you know, being friendly, being friends or yeah. How interesting. Well, this man, you just opened up a can of worms there, but the thing is, is that characteristics are the key thing. I think, you know, you find out what you like in other people, not being friends and pals and going out and, hey, having a beer yeah. with them or something like that, but characteristics, you know, integrity, work ethic, you know, those are the things that you can't train. You know, if someone has an amazing, you know, when you're younger, 
you can train people to, or your kids or whatever, to have a work ethic. But that at some point that comes second nature to people. You know, yeah. the, the people who have it, have it. The people who don't, they can still do it, but they may struggle with it. Whereas here's a, you know, you're hiring for skill. That's obviously number one. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to hire for every single skill. You hire for the skill that they're doing. And then if they have other skill sets on top of that, that's a bonus. But the characteristic needs to be underneath. That's mm -hmm. the foundation. How is the person? You know, can you think about it? You can get along with people who value the same things as you. You don't have to get along with people. You don't have to have, they have the same hobbies or same everything like that. No, it's if you have the same traits and characteristics, mean the values. If you have the same values as other people, you can get along quite well. If you don't have the same values, that's where the friction comes. Yeah. I'm just retaining it. I'm trying to take it all in. because Yeah, because it, it's funny because, again, I did that same thing. Oh, yeah. this guy's, oh, my God, this guy's a really nice guy. He's awesome. I need to hire him. And then I'm like, okay, he's, his skill set was okay, but he was a really nice guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't need that for my business. You know, I want, so, you know, here's another thing. Skills can be trained. But if so, if you have the core and if you have some skill set, it's, it depends what you're hiring for. You're not going to. Again, getting back to the hat, you're not going to mm -hmm. hire like you're a marketing person who was doing something else in life and wants to learn it. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, I really, really don't have the time for that. You know, again, I, that hat is not good on me. I need it to fit someone else. However, though, if that skill set someone has that you hire and they have another skill set on top of that that may be value to you, yeah. but may not be their zone of genius, but it gives them an extra level, that's a different story. But that shouldn't be the driving factor. Because it really is when you're, you know, and, and I love when, you know, Gary Vee does say that, and they're exactly right. No one will care for your business and drive for your business as much as you. Just know that. But that's okay. You can still have the drive but you can give the people who have the skill set and the hat fits like a glove. They'll have extra drive because their hat fits like a glove. And of course you need to respect people and make sure, you know, again, the same core values, you know, if yeah. you don't have the same core values as someone, or if you're the type of leader that, you know, I'm the boss and you're not, you know, you hire people, not because to just do a job, but to elevate your company. If you can, yeah. that's why you hire people. You hire people to elevate your company, to take a company where you alone cannot take it. And once you have that mindset, now yeah. you're not the leader of, you know, hey, look, I'm the leader and you're not. I much rather let my people just go and say, okay. And that's another reason why I, I talked, I think one of them was uh, systems. Systems run businesses, people run systems. If you have systems in place, you can let your people do a lot within the system. Of course, you have to do things within the system, but then let them add their own flair yeah. to it and your company will soar, will soar. What I really sticks with me right there was when you're talking about hiring people to push the company further, not just like I've, a lot of the times, at least when I have thought about hiring people, it's like you want, it's not just filling that peg in the block. Like if you're trying to put the circle in the square peg or whatever, it's not just doing that. It's to elevate the business. That's like a good, yeah. a good. And here's mindset. the thing. Yeah. Because here's the thing is that, you know, a lot of skills can be taught. All mm -hmm. right. So yeah, you want to find someone who just has his own genius for what you're hiring for, but the other skills can be taught or, if you think you could take this person to another level and they can go with you, it really is magic. I mean, I mean it's, I've been places where my gut said, well, I'll just hire this person because they're the right, they, they have the best resume. And there was something in my yeah. gut that I'm like, I'm not sure I should do this, but look at their resume. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And it just was, it wasn't the right fit. Not because the person couldn't do it, but just wasn't the right fit. And again, yeah. like I said early, I've done that in the past that yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the right fit, but I'm like, oh no, this guy's great. Bring him or and, this girl. And is that's great. the point Bring where I think you have to follow Gary V's advice as well as like, 
hire and fire quickly if it doesn't work out like don't waste the time yeah don't make yeah. it work if it's not going to work it's not going to work yeah i mean that's um, in but i i just love doing i mean that's another thing of when you're when you're growing a business you don't know that stuff you just don't no so to jump into the one that really caught my attention that i was asking you questions about earlier is make sure similar to a car you use the analogy of a car make sure you have a destination you don't get into a car without knowing where you're going. So it's the same for your business, know where you're going and then how to get there. And then the question that I originally gave you was, if you're on that destination, if you're going down the highway and at the end, maybe it wasn't the right location, it wasn't the right destination. How do you help find that? Like, how do you, yeah. How do you know if you're going down the wrong path and you're like, Hey, I should be deviating or maybe I need to go in this detour or those sorts of things. I mean, I'm sure that's part of what happens when you're working with a coach or a strategist as yourself, but. Yeah, this, to me, there's, there's two things. First of all, you need a destination and some people, um, I love this line when they, they, you know, sometimes they don't even plan and they just, you know, go into it and they're on firefighter mode. And I say to people, look, do you know what a firefighter does? They go and put out a fire and then they come back to their, their uh, fire station and they wait for the next call. They're not putting fires out 24 seven. So why are you putting fires out 24 seven? So the thing is, is that you're not, if you're doing that, you're not planning or you don't have systems in place. And there's a lot of other things, but so you getting back to your point, have a destination and we're not fortune tellers. We'd like to go to this place. You know, I would love my business to go to X or Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my business to get X by doing this. We're not fortune tellers, so therefore we don't know the exact route we're going to take. Now, so once you have a destination, you go from that destination and you figure out where you want to go from there. And then you start going. Now, here's the key thing. I tell people all the time, when you're running a business, your business has a DNA just like a human being. A human being's DNA is their fingerprint, okay? Their fingerprints are all over the place. A business also has fingerprints. It's called their data. So if you keep track of your data, you will know how further off you are towards your destination. And guess what happens a lot of times? You go with something and it's really working for you, but not what you thought it was going to be. And that becomes a a path that, yeah, you might be off your destination, but I really love it here. So I'm just going to shift my destination over a little bit. Where a lot of that, that happens sometimes, but a lot of times people realize, why am I over here? Why are you over here? Because you didn't follow the data or you went down a path that you weren't planning and you're way over here and you weren't keeping track of where the North Star is up here. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there's a path that you said that, well, I don't like being on this destination. <laughs> I need to get out. That again, you know, by the data, things aren't working or just you thought it was a great idea and and then it wasn't. And again, know quickly. If you know quickly, you can move on. But usually what happens is there's so many doors that are open to people that you have to go through a lot of these doors sometimes to get the destination you want. And so sometimes you think your destination is door number one and you realize as you go through these doors, Three is better than one. I'm going to shift things over. Mm-hmm. It's usually not a question of, oh my God, I'm on the wrong, wrong mountain. It's usually, oh, I was going here and I like it here or, or let's do here. Because again, we're not, we're not fortune tellers. So what we think might do something, it turns out something else is a little different. Especially when I, when I work with my clients, we start talking about like services they offer. And I said, well, why don't you offer, you know, I always say to people, you know, what is your, what is working with you in your business that maybe the client journey you can give a little more to. And so then all of a sudden you start thinking of what else can I do on this client journey to help them out, to get mm-hmm. more value for them. And then all of a sudden, when you think about your clients and you give more value to them, guess what? Your destination might shift over because they love that extra value and yeah. you just need something new. And then I think the other thing that you're mentioning there is just being flexible. Sometimes people are like, I'm, I said I was going to get there. I'm going to get there. And they're just trying to budge no matter what the data or data or anything says. 
they're just trying to fight their way there. And you have to have that flexibility and knowing that anything can happen. Because there's two reasons why that happens. One is that you are really off, really off. And that maybe what you did, and when you realize that, here's the thing, it's okay to be off. It's not okay to do the same thing over and over and over mm -hmm. and over and over again to stay off. Because if you're off and you really believe in that destination, you got to look at what things aren't working for you. What data aren't you capturing? What systems are falling through the cracks? What services that maybe you're not offering to your clients that you should be, or the one service that you really thought you were offering, they don't like. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you, you can still be um, stubborn to get that to that destination. But don't be stubborn if you're way off and you can't adjust. To me, adjusting and adapting a heck of a lot more important than anything else, especially in things that are in your control and things that are out of your control, like the economy, for example. You don't have control of that. Way back in 2020, no one had control of that. But it's interesting when things aren't going well for like an economy or something, the people who adapt the most and the people who think outside the box the most and the people who stay on offense the most are the ones that just go high. And then, so one of your other tips was to stay in your lane. So how can you clarify that? Because that could, if you take that at face value, it kind of contradicts what the, the one before it is. Like, no, yes and no. Okay, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, because let me explain that one. That's I, you're right. What, what you, I just <laughs> said, and then now it's like, what's he talking about both sides? It's like, no, here's the interesting thing. Yes, you have to adapt. But when I mean stay in your lane, don't be so concerned about what others are doing. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at your data, you truly believe what you're doing is right. You, your clients are saying yes and all that stuff. Don't say, oh, but my competitors are doing this, so I need, to, I need to do that. Sometimes you look so much in the other lanes that you're not being in your lane the right way. Now, once you're in your lane and you realize this lane isn't working out, don't be stubborn enough to stay there, mm -hmm. okay? But however, a lot of people move lanes because that's what's going on. I mean, perfect example, again, we get back to a car. You're in traffic, all right? This lane isn't moving. You know, I'm going to, you're not even thinking. You just see an opening and move. And I remember when I was, uh, when my kids were growing up, one of the shows was Ghostbusters. No, Ghost, Ghostsmiths. Ghostsmiths. Ghostbusters. Not, I'm sorry. It was, what was it? It was, no, Mythbusters. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, Myth yes. Mythbusters, okay? Mythbusters. And they did a myth one time. They were in LA traffic. And all four of them were in a car. And one person stayed in one lane. One person weaved in and out. One person only stayed in the first lane. They had it all down. And do you know what? Guess who won? The one that stayed in one lane. Now, does that happen every time? No. If there's an accident above. And a, but that's usually what happens. And I've noticed this. And once I saw that, that uh, episode, I started to be really in tune. And what happens is it really is because this is what happens. You're in a slow lane. What's the first instinct that everyone does? You see the people coming by you flying down the road. And then what's the first instinct that everyone in that lane is going to do? Yeah, you're going to the next one. So then if everyone's going that one, guess what happens to your lane? Opens up. If you stay there, it opens up. So even so that it's amazing thing. Your first instinct is I need to get out of this lane because every, like you said, if, <laughs> if there were, if there were four lanes of traffic and everyone was clogged, you wouldn't be thinking I need to switch a lane. The only reason why you're saying I'm switching a lane is because the other people are zooming right by you, which means you're worried about what the others are doing than what you're doing. And once you realize that, it's amazing that, yeah. again, don't be stubborn. If you looked at data, you've done all the things and it's not going anywhere, move lanes. Yeah. But if no, you're I mean, just moving lanes because someone else is better than you or flying by you. No, I mean, that makes, when you put it like that, 
I love that analogy because so many, so often, especially like in marketing, different industries, different things work for different people. Sometimes print media works better than something else or, but now you have like TikTok ads are coming out and, you know, Snapchat, like all these different forms. And people are saying, I should, should I do this? They just see everyone doing TikTok ads right now. And it's like, it makes sense for some, doesn't make sense for everyone. Again, where is your audience? Yeah. Wherever your audience, you go. Do you don't say, oh, I like TikTok, but your audience is on LinkedIn. It's like yeah. you stay where your audience is. Yeah, you can try out different things, but if you know your audience and you know it well, wherever your audience goes, that's where you should go. I'm going to use that in a post too, I think. That's a good, <laughs> with the car lanes going by, I'm going to have to find a sort of uh, a graphic on Google Images and then, you know, kind of paint it down. And then, so the other thing we talked about was um, the three buckets. I don't know if you could, you were talking about like, if you're working with clients or staff and vendors and, and uh, or businesses, there's the three buckets. And as time goes on into the business, you kind of have to decide which ones to fill and, and that. I wasn't sure if you could dig into that a little bit too. Sure. Yeah, when, when uh, usually it's, it's worth, especially as a business owner, you work, you have two choices. You can work in the business or on the business, okay? In the business is, you know, something needs to be done today. Anything that's revenue generating is in the business, mm -hmm. okay? On the business is planning for the future and it's not impacting the revenue today, but it 100% impacts the revenue down the line. So when I say on the bit, when you're working in the business, there's really three types of things you work in the business. You either work with clients or about, you know, something for the client, something for your staff, or something about running the business. It's only in those three buckets. Mm. You really can, if you look at anything else, it's in those three buckets. So what I say to people, especially as small business owners, look at your plate and see where you, you are giving your time. Nine times out of 10, you can delegate that. Because, and I also say, it's interesting, find your, what I said before, find the hat that fits you. Some business owners, that hat is 100% strategy. Other business owners, that has 100% skill set. Hmm. Either one is not a bad answer. Because if you are great in strategy, you need to work on the business all the time. And you need people who are doing this stuff in working in the business. If you're really good at a skill set, you stay in the business and you hire people to work on the business. And there is no, like I said, just like we said before, there is no right and wrong in the answer to a business. You cannot, I don't, I don't like it when a strategist or a coach goes into a place and says, oh, I know exactly what you need. Follow these five things I've always told every other client. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are guidelines for every client. But the actual results and the roadmap of every client is different because every business is different because every business owner is different. You take someone who is really good at their skill set and you say, you're a business owner. You need to just work on the business. Look what would happen because they're not in their zone of genius. And the interesting thing is sometimes you don't know your zone of genius. A perfect example was me. I thought I was really good at, when I was a software development, I'm really good at software development, really good at the programming, really good at the managing people, blah, 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 blah. Then I went into, when I started to, I, you know, I, someone else, I had to make sure that the business was growing and stuff like that. So I started to work on the strategy. I loved it. And I realized, okay, I thought this half fit me well, but when mm -hmm. I went to the strategy part, it fit like a glove. I wanted to wear a 24 seven. Again, I found my zone of genius. And once a, a business owner does that, that is how they should operate from that point on. And if you haven't looked at all of them, make sure as a business owner, you work on the business and in the business and find out what works for you. And whatever one works for you, stay there and hire accordingly. Yeah. 
I love the looks. Well, it's <laughs> just that's the, that's the other benefit of the of doing these things. It's like you speak to all these people, and then you, you know, all of I don't. I've just been absorbing so much because we're in the beginning phase of growing, and we've been growing pretty quickly. So, um, like and that's I'm, a great place to be. Oh and yeah, it, yeah. I'm I'm glad that you're like like again. You have to as a business owner, you have to be a sponge, and you have to absorb everything. And take the things that just feel right for you. And then once you take that, it's just amazing. Growth is fantastic. The tricky part is like, actually, like if you, when you go to these conferences, when you go to these sessions, taking them and then actually implementing them. I think before you hopped on this call, you talked about when you're getting to your destination, you're in that car, you have to make sure you have the gas. You have to make like, you have to do the preparation and make sure that you're actually heading towards there, like set, setting those mini goals those steps on how to get there. You can't just say, oh, that's going to happen. And then, you know, head out without a map or anything. And the interesting thing as a business owner, the one skill set that I would, if I said, if I, if someone said to me, you can only have one skill set, you know what it would be? Problem solving. If you can problem solve, you can pretty much do a lot of stuff because guess what happens in life? problems creep in all the time that's the only thing that is guaranteed in life death taxes and problems <laughs> it's gonna yeah. happen you know and so how you deal with it how you adapt to it how you can look to see here's the interesting thing i always say to someone i they say well i have this problem it's like there's no solution there's a solution to every problem you might not like that solution but there's a solution any problem. Like you said before, what if I know my destination? What if the destination is totally wrong? If you're pigheaded about that saying, no, 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 I got to get there. But everything else is telling you to adapt and to do other things. You're like, nope, nope, nope. This is the way to do it. That's not really looking at what you need to do. Yeah. And that's, it's amazing. What, again, it's problem solving. You say, look, I am not going to get there doing what I'm doing now. The data tells me other. The data tells me that what I'm doing won't get me there. So either A, you adapt the destination, or B, you adapt where you are in the path. And then what I like to do is again when I was when I was working with uh, software, it's about reverse engineering. It was always you go to what the client wants first. What's the client's picture, and then you work your way backwards. Same thing with the destination. What you should close your eyes and go, if I got exactly what I wanted to in this, what does it look like for me? You know, for example, if I'm a, if I say, I'm just making this up, I want a million dollars in revenue. All right. And I'm only at a hundred thousand right now. Okay. But I want a million. Okay. What, what does it look like you getting a million? Well, I definitely have to have a team. I definitely have to have better systems in place or, or systems in place. Cause every yeah. time you move up the level, you have to change your systems. What got you here will not get you to the next point. And so therefore you have to constantly adapt your systems, constantly uh, make sure your staff is going in the right direction as well. Your systems are going in the right direction. Your hiring, it gets more important as you go up and it becomes really important because when you're, when you're just a smaller company, Yes, you, you, when you're you can it, when you're a small company, if you do a long hire, yes, you have to move on. But you, as the business owner, can kind of take over that if you had to. Mm -hmm. When you're really up there and you're really now uh, all this team, and you don't hire correctly, are you going to drop what you're doing and go and save that? Probably, probably not. not. And so as you go up the level, it's so important, but it's also, it's important in every level because a small business owner, if they hire the wrong person, they stick with that wrong person, your company could die, okay? One wrong move and you don't do anything about it, your company could die. And that's why I said at the beginning, hire character. Because if you hire character and skill set, at least it's not going to be a faulty thing it might be okay we need to move on or that person moves on but if you don't hire character first who knows what's going to happen and then when you're working with those people because sometimes depend 
I know so many people that sometimes they have something in their head and they think they want something. So it's like, how do you work with people to factually figure out if it's a destination worth going to? Here's the thing. We, and again, you know, it's kind of funny when you're doing uh, interviews with people and the common question is where you see yourself in five years. Yeah. That's just not a common question. You know, it's kind of funny when you say, you know, we see yourself in five years and someone says, oh, I'm going to take your job or I'm going to do this or I don't know what I want. You know, I think I'll just do nothing. It's like the reason that answer has, who cares what that answer is? It's the thought process of the person and their character and their determination and their, what they want in life will reveal itself sometimes if you ask the right questions. You know, to me, like I said, you obviously in an interview, you want to make sure the skill set is there. But yeah. once the skill set is there, it's, it's like having, you know, it's almost like having an ice cream sundae. You already have the ice cream. Let's see what we can add on top of that ice cream. You mm -hmm. know, and start asking these questions about, you know, character, where they want to be, what kind of problems that they've had before that they don't yeah. want to have this time. You know, when you start to build that Sunday, and once you build the Sunday, hire. Don't just hire because of the ice cream. Another analogy. <laughs> but still, like, let's say if you're working with a small business owner like myself, my, I wouldn't say this is my destination, but like, I would love to make it to that million point a year. It's just funny that you use that. We're a little bit, uh, we're like in between, like, I think a little over 200 at this point. But I would love to make it there, but I wouldn't say that's my North star. Like and I would say that's like also, a secondary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can't just say the money because guess what? I'll give you a perfect example. In my oh. software business, I did do a million dollar business, but guess what? I was working my butt off to exhaustion almost. Okay. And it was, and I, because I didn't put certain things in place or certain people in place. So what happened? Yeah, I got to that goal if my goal was a million dollars. But if I, and most people just put a money on it. It's like, no, because if it's just money, you can make a million dollars and still have a company going downhill. Yeah. Because you have a million point one in expenses. You know, you can have a million dollar company, but you can have a million point one. And guess what? Your company's going under. Yeah. And even if it, I guess if it, I did a post about this, when was it? A couple months ago where... I was in some sort of like mindset session thing. And they talked about this old word world word called Santosha, I believe what it, it was called. And it's essentially when, like, if you're starting a business, oh, when I get profitable, everything's going to be okay. Oh, if I just lose 20 pounds, if we just get married, if, if I just have this relation, whatever that thing is, everything's going to be okay. It never is. Well, you know what? One of my tips that I gave to my younger self, enjoy the journey. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you say, I'll, I will enjoy it when I get here, I will be happier when I get here. If you can't do that along the way, you're not at a good destination because mm -hmm. it's not about the money. Some, and it's interesting. Even if you put a money figure on it, I want to make a, I want my business to be a million dollar business. Okay. Why did you say that? First of all, if you have a million dollar business, you're not getting a million dollars. Okay. But what does a million dollar business in your head mean? Does it mean you're giving more back to the world? Are you meaning that, Hey, you are now employ people that, that you, again, another part of society that you're helping other people. Is yeah. it more about that? Is it more about a lifestyle? Some people want a million dollar business because they want a yacht. Okay, good luck to that. You need help on more than a million dollars. But what I'm saying is, what is the reason why in your mind it's a million dollar business? Because guess what? Nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with the money. And if you find it's, if you find it's about the money, pick another destination because it's not about that. Now, if you say, look, I want to have a million dollar business. Well, what was it? You ask that next question. What do you want in a million dollar business? Well, you know what? I want to really... Leave, leave an impact and it's funny as you get older it's more about legacy not about legacy as in oh yeah. look i want to leave a legacy that i made a difference and the interesting thing it, it at the beginning yeah it's all about money and then you realize it's about with me it was 
my goal was to help personally a thousand small business owners before I retire. If I can do that and they paid for my services and I got a thousand entrepreneurs, small business owners to the next level, I've done it. That's what I want. I don't know what that in a dollar sign means. Yeah. But if I'm driving towards that, everything else kicks in place. Now you're de- and then now when you get to that destination, wow, does that feel powerful? Where if it's just the money, you don't know what a million dollars is going to be. If you want to stay in business for 20 years, you have no clue what a million dollars means 20 years from now. No, no. <laughs> but if you say, I want to impact X amount of people with my business, it doesn't matter the money. It doesn't matter the dollar amount. Now, if you have that goal of impacting this many people, yes, you have to put things in step to have revenue and all that stuff. But now that's a secondary thing. So now when you're on your path and something's not working, you say, what's my destination? What's my North Star? My North Star is impacting a thousand people. That's not going to impact a thousand people. Move on. No, I love that. And then all of a sudden that North Star, because why do you, if you look up in the sky, the North Star is supposed to be the brightest one, I guess. But it's not any star. It's your guiding one. Don't have money be your guiding one. If you have a value like mine, as soon as I realized that was my North Star, my thought process changed like that. And I was a better business leader because it had nothing to do with money. And guess what? It also kept me in my own lane because now I have a bigger North Star and I don't care what their North Stars is in the other lanes. And every so often I go in another lane and I don't realize it. And all of a sudden I get smacked and it's like, oh yeah, I wasn't in my lane. You're right. Let me get back over. And then only when the North Star shifts to that second lane, then I move. Not until. I no, don't care what the traffic example. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, so, so, so interesting, if you say I want a million dollar company, go further to say, what does that mean? If I'm a million dollar company, what does that mean? What are the results? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's always, I mean, I have like my own goal, but the million dollars is like one of those secondary things where it's like, this is the goal, but the money, I guess they're more not goals. It's more of a milestones that I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you achieve that, if you achieve what you really want, like to me, that was that legacy of saying, Hey, look, because here's the thing, the, what I really feel incredibly passionate about is I remember being in the corporate world. I remember that vividly. And I remember taking advantage of, I'll do a quick, quick story. I remember I went on a plane ride. My Mm -hmm. first plane ride anywhere, anywhere was from Boston to New York. Okay. And it was for a, a business that I was working for in the corporate world. And they said, you're, go, you're, you're going to New York uh, because of the, a meeting. I'm like, great. And so I got up in the morning and I went to the meeting. Okay. Hurricane Bob happened. Okay. No one told me to cancel the flight. I went. My, my, uh, my manager canceled the flight. I mean, canceled her flight. And then in New York, they canceled the meetings. No one told me. I went to New York. I went to that one. I went up there and it's okay. And they said, oh, Dennis, the meeting's been canceled. All right. I didn't have a plane ride till that night. So I just stayed in New York and I kept looking at the weather. And during the day, that's how, how bad the hurricane was. And I was able to get out and I was able to go to Boston. We had to hover over Boston for 45 minutes. That was my first plane ride. If I can do that, I could do anything, okay? But what I'm saying is during those 45 minutes, I was not a happy camper. And it just clicked in me saying, do not work for someone else again. And then from that point on, I then said, okay, I'm running my own business. I'm going to hire blah, 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 and do all that stuff. I said to myself that day, when I start my business, I am not turning back. And that's so powerful to me. And there's been days that I say, you know what? It, maybe I should just not run a business anymore and all that stuff. 
but then something would have died inside of me. And I said, no, and I want to do that for others, that they have that drive and they, it would something inside of them would die if they went back to corporate world. That's the person I want to help because I don't want them to go back to corporate world. And there are other people who just do a business because, okay, I just, I love it when, oh, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to go on my own so I can have more time to spend mm -hmm. or I can, you know. It's like you know, I've, seen memes on, I've seen memes online and it's like I, I left the nine to five to work 24 hours. Exactly. It's, it's pretty much just, but the thing <laughs> is, is that you do it, at the, especially at the beginning, you are working 24 hours, but you're building a company so you don't have to do it alone, like we talked about mm -hmm. before. If you always do it alone, you're working 24 hours. But you build a company so you have the money to hire so that you can start building a team and get to the level you want. One of the first things that when I'm working with people and they start growing is I'm like, you either need to get a, like a VA just to help take some of this minor stuff off your plate. Like kind of what you're saying, take off that hat. Like I work with so many business owners that are not good at follow up doing any of that. So I'm like, you need to work with like a VA or someone that's at least going to free up that time. That's not going to be like a huge expense. Or you need to work with someone like, like you, Dennis, like a coach, like those are kind of like one of the first two things that I see people need to be doing because half the time, once you start getting a little bit of momentum, yeah. you have that rough destination. It's probably not clear, may not even be the right one, but at least you think it is. And it's like, you're going to need someone to help you keep on the blinders, help yeah. teach you about the rest of it and all that other stuff. If a business has momentum, do not stop that momentum. Therefore, have someone to help you. That's why I say to people, I will jump in the trenches with you. I'm not going to, the worst thing in the world is, say if you say, you come to me and say, look, I have no time to do anything, blah, 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 blah. And I help you. And I say, look, here are the five systems that have to be put in place and all that stuff. Here's your list. Go do it. I'll see you next week. Okay. <laughs> you do not give an overwhelmed business owner more work. Okay. What I say to people, here are the five systems. Can you do that? No. Okay. I'm jumping in and I'm setting up those systems for you and we'll work together to get that going. Or mm -hmm. we'll work together to get things off your plate. Or we'll work together. Let me be your second pair of eyes because you don't let me look at the other lanes while you're in that your own lane. I'll look at the other lanes to see what's going on. Now you have a co-pilot. And then when people say, well, I really don't have the money to afford you or anything like that. I usually say, well, how, how much do you want this? And can you afford not to have me? Mm. And if they say, no, I can't, this, I understand. But what usually what has to happen is like, especially if you're like, I really can't afford you. It's like, okay, I understand it. But is there maybe one extra service you can do that gets you revenue to now afford me? And, because, and usually what I say to people is whatever I charge, you will make a heck of a lot more because most of the time people come to me with no systems, no time management, no, have no clue what their data is and have no strategies. Those four things I can knock out of the park. Yeah. So they don't come to me with all four of those things working. They stay with me and all four of those things work. And then if someone wanted to reach out to you, like how, what's the best way that people reach out to you? Is it through your LinkedIn, your Facebook? They can pretty much do LinkedIn, LinkedIn on, you see me, I'm there all the time on LinkedIn. I have a website, goalstoresults.com. Um, it's pretty much go look at what you want to look at and just have a talk. And, you know, I have a calendar on my uh, website. It really is. I really do want to talk because guess what? I'm not going to sell you something that you should not have. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the, that's not going to help me. That's not going to help you. Okay. What helps me is success stories. I succeed when my clients succeed. If my clients don't succeed, I don't succeed. And I like to succeed. So I make sure that my clients succeed. And if this, we're not a good fit, again, getting back to the kind of the, we, we talked about before hiring with the character, it's the same thing with a, with a uh, coach and, and client. If there's not that, you know, gel, it's not going to work. 
Yeah. And but if I find the gel, oh yeah, we're going to work together because we're going to do really good things together. And you it, that you can tell right away if that's if that's uh, a fit or not. But if it's not a fit, and if someone constantly says, oh well, you know, what are you going to do? Am I going to get all my money back? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? I usually say to people, I'm like, well, yes, you will, but not with that attitude. Because, <laughs> and I don't mean to be a jerk about things, but it's like, look, do you want results or do you want to make sure that every dime is accounted for? Because yeah. you, to get to the next level, you can't do what you're doing now. And when people say, you know what, I don't need you, I said, that's okay, but just ask yourself one question How's that working for you? And if it's not, if they have, if they're uncomfortable with that answer, then they know they need to move to the next level. And if they still are uncomfortable with the answer and they don't, and here's the thing, if you don't want to work with me, that's fine, but I'm giving you, just do me a favor, please work with someone like me. Yeah. And that's all I, I care about. It's like, you know, if we're a good fit, work with me. If we're not a good fit, don't just say they all, you know, I can't find anyone. Yes, you can find out someone that you can have that relationship that you can trust and that you that second pair of eyes, because that second pair of eyes is magic. I love that. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for your time today. It was wicked awesome. I have to throw wicked in there. <laughs> Hearing the Boston accent again. I do. I, uh, that's how it is. I can't change my mind. <laughs> it is what it is. But thank you so much, Dennis. I really appreciate your time today and I look forward to speaking, keeping in contact with you. Absolutely. This was fun. Thank you, Dennis.